Welcome to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast, the place to get advice, tips, and tricks to building the life and luxury home of your dreams with 30-year business owner, designer, and builder, Julie Lawton. It all starts with a good plan. This is Julie Lawton Living. Welcome back, everyone, to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the advantages of a one-stop shop. So stay tuned. But don't before you do that, maybe check out my seven simple steps. And my seven simple steps will always save you a nightmare remodel. It's always the better way to go. And check out the seven simple steps and take the free course. And you can find all this at julielawton.com. And the links are also below. So today we're going to talk about the one-stop shop. As everybody knows, I provide a one-stop shop. That This makes it possible for the client to hire me, one person who does the job of 11 people. It starts with basically seven people. It's 11 to 15 people, but I handle that, manage that. I provide the architectural plans. I provide the interior design. I provide the custom kitchen design. And I provide all the engineers needed to get the plans permitted and built and then i provide the construction uh, services as a contractor and project management and run that whole show as one woman i don't know anybody else that does this in the complete detail and extensive nature that i do it in but it's fun and it's i do it because it saves the client time and money and headache It's a wonderful thing to be able to provide a seamless one-stop shop to every one of my clients. And it makes it so much more enjoyable for them because they don't have to worry. I champion the project for them. They don't have to chase anybody down or worry about about runaway cost or somebody not following the order or the procedure. So it's a wonderful thing to have a one-stop shop. So what I try to accomplish in all my projects starts day one explaining what the process is. Who am I? In case you haven't learned, because in my opinion, the universe knows what I do, but there's still people that don't get it. And it kills me because I do provide a one-stop shop and it's there to help the client succeed. But what I do day one is remind them the process the order of the process, what we're going to do first, how long each step's going to take. Then I put estimates on it for the, all the costs, the architectural plans, the engineering plans, the city fees, the homeowners fees. And then I estimate the construction cost. And then at the end of all that plan process, then I actually bid the job to the exact cost. So it's a whole process with a timeline based on the seven simple steps that can be completely outlined with pretty good detail and accuracy of the out income um, based on my experience. So that's the first thing I do is talk about what are we doing and when are we doing it and how long it's going to take. The initial plans are created right away in the beginning. So what it is, is when my contract sign, I go out and field measure and get the accurate measurements. I don't copy people's plans or pull plans from the city and look at them because they're never accurate. So I get my plans drawn to accuracy as built. And then I start the preliminary floor plan and that happens immediately. Now that plan, that preliminary floor plan might make take one meeting or two meetings or six meetings with the client. But once we have the preliminary floor plan, that sets the stage for what are we doing? What is the real scope of work? What do the engineers have to do? And it kind of starts to tell me what it's going to cost. So the preliminary floor plan is step one of the design phase. And then everything else is developed after that. 
after the floor plan, it's elevations, final details, and then it's 3D color renderings and bam, you're done. That process can take three months. It can take a year, depending on how big the house is. But little remodels, normal stuff, the plans can take, you know, three months to get all that done. But uh, every job's unique, but it's a process and it starts with the plan. That's why my motto is it all starts with a good plan. So not only do I draw the plans that are called the architectural plans and the con- and the construction documents, and then I do the interior design plans, which is all the stuff screwed and glued to the walls. And then I also lay out furniture plans and um, help with interior design. But uh, those plans can't get permitted without the engineers. So if you're doing an extensive remodel, you have a survey guy who does a topo plan. Then you have a soils guy who puts holes in the ground and tests the soil until that tells the structural engineer how big the footings are. Then you have the structural engineer and he's the one that designs the framing, the wood framing and the steel framing and make sure the building doesn't fall down and the footings and all that good stuff. And he has to rely on the soils engineer. So those two work together. And then you have the civil engineer and he also relies on what we are going to build and where based on the 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 dirt and the soil and the slope because he does the drainage and the grading plan. So, and then the last guy is the title 24, which is the person who, who tells me if the windows are energy efficient and the air conditioner and all that good stuff. So title 24 is energy compliance. And that's part of every remodel when you change your windows. So the city's a a two-step process. And then if it's got design review or coastal commission, it makes it a three-step process or a four-step process. So what, what the plans start by going in with your floor plans, elevation, and your basic plans. The city doesn't care what it looks like at this point. They just want to know where the house is on the lot. Does it meet those zoning and planning requirements? So they're going to look at the size of the building. What are you doing? How tall is it? You know, that stuff. And then once it gets past the planning, zoning and planning, it, it goes into design review in Laguna Beach or Coastal Commission in Newport or Laguna. And that process takes more time. But if you don't have design review or Coastal Commission in your city, then you go into the next step is going to the building department. And that's where all the engineers come in. So the plans are put into the building department. My plans go in with the structural, the soils, the civil, the topo, all that goes in there to be reviewed because what the city does during the building department phase is they see if it's going to be built to code. So they really look at my plans, but more they more importantly look at the structural engineers plans and the grading plans and all that stuff. So there's a two-step process in, in theory. And then once that's all done and all the corrections, which means their notes are put on our plans, then we can pull the permit and start the work. Well, the time frame for plans at a minimum is six months because this, the planning commission's three months, the design, building department I should say the planning department is three months, the building department is three months. So there's six months. But if you add design review and coastal commission, then you're up to nine months. And if your plans are trickier and difficult, you can count on it being a year to get through the city. And if you have an extremely difficult design review process with the neighbors fight, and there's a lot of back and forth about what we're doing or what we can do or can't do. Like in Laguna Beach, design review is view preservance. So we have to consider that the city considers that. That could be another three months, six months. You know, Laguna Beach is 18 months easy. And if you have a ridiculous situation, I've heard stories of two years and five years and, you know, where people never get what they want because they can, they won't cooperate or they won't they won't change their plan or, you know, there's a whole process. So 
Um, but typically, I like to tell clients on a full scale remodel, it's a year for the plans. And then the build is eight, you know, 15 months to 18 months minimum. So mm -hmm, that's the that's kind of the outline of new construction. Remodels can be six months to nine months. So just depends on the scope of work. I think a lot of clients that have never done it before are in shock because they've heard stuff from their neighbors. But then other people that live in Laguna know it's going to be difficult. They know it's going to take longer. But it's the people that are maybe talking to everyone except who they're supposed to be talking to or just think, oh, I want it this way. So it's going to go quicker. No, it doesn't. So you got to set their expectation to a realistic date, a realistic time frame. And I try not to shorten that even if they ask because we don't control that. And and it's sad because you want to over under promise over over perform. You don't want to tell them, oh, yeah, we can do it because we can't. We can't control the city. I mean, we can't. So it's uh, better to give them a longer time frame and then hopefully it comes in sooner. But if you keep your client updated, they understand the pain <laughs> and the, of the process. It's a lot of work going through the city and the homeowners association. It's not quick. It's, you know, bureaucratic a little bit, but you know, we all work together, but it's it's not a quick process. So the biggest advantage to hiring a one stop shop like me, and, and I know they're hard to find, but there are some contractors who will make sure they hook you up with the architect and vice versa. So they kind of have a team, but they all get paid individually. So that's the best way to go is work with people who all know each other and trust each other. But the best advantage we're working with a one stop shop all the headache is given to us, the me, the professional, to handle the, the project and handle the timeline and handle the budget and supervise and make sure things keep moving along. If you had to work by yourself with seven to 11 different professionals, it would be a lot more work. And then if they don't get along or they don't cooperate, then you got that extra drama and somebody's too busy. The other one's, you know, waiting on the other one because... Some guys got one of the guys has got too many projects. So it creates this unbalanced dynamic. So in my case, everybody roll the ball rolls at the same time. We all roll at the same time. There's nobody delaying us. And that's huge. That's probably the biggest advantage of working with a one-stop shop where I'm kind of controlling the schedule. Because if you're not and you're just picking up, you know, the architect, the interior designer, the soils guy, the, the civil, the structural engineer, the the you know, you got five engineers, you got an architect, you got a designer, that's seven. Then you got the contractor and the pool guy. I mean, come on. They're not on the same page. They're not on the same schedule. So that's tough. Yeah. So one-stop shop's the way to go. Thank you again for listening to another Julie Lawton Living podcast. And I hope you enjoyed my discussions of the benefits of a one-stop shop. And to learn more, check out my seven simple steps on my website and take the free course and also see the links below for social media. And I hope you Whatever you do with your remodel and your custom home, enjoy it. Thank you. And I'll see you in January. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Julie Lawton Living. For more information or to connect with Julie one-on-one, -on -one, visit julielawtonliving.com. And don't forget, it all starts with a good plan.